Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to part two of this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, Tony Defio. If you're watching me on YouTube, if you stuck with me on YouTube and Facebook, thank you for sticking with me live. If you're if you if you downloaded part two, I thank you for that. Always appreciated. So I want to see what we have here in the live chat before I before I move on. And here's one from John Trent, and he says, and this, his name's been, been brought up in some mock drafts and by some analysts, and John Trent says, Kyle Trask, what do you all think? I think he's the Florida quarterback, right? And that's, that's an example right there, Kyle Trask. I mean, there's somebody that you would probably, if you were going to draft him, would be like in the second or third round, right? And he would sit this year, you know, behind, uh, if, you, if you drafted him, that you're probably going to, uh, part with with Haskins, I'm guessing, because because Mason Rudolph's your experienced backup now. You probably don't want to get rid of him. He, he doesn't cost you a whole lot. You want to have an experienced backup. So it would be Ben Rudolph and then Trask. And let's say Ben Ben uh, retires after this year. Well, now you've already you've already used up one year of of Trask's rookie deal. So now you have three years to find out about that guy. Do you you throw him in there in there next year, and 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 uh, what happens if he has a kind of a, like if he struggles in, in, in 2023, would it be 2023, 2022, I guess. If he's the man in 2022 and he struggles, do you panic and, and move on? Or do you let him finish out his rookie deal? That's the thing. He would only have really three years to prove himself on his rookie deal. Whereas if you get somebody in the first round, somebody with a higher pedigree, then you have, I would use the entire five years. Just look, look at, look at Darnold. By his fifth year, he's he's costing you, and it's a lot of money. He's costing you nineteen million a year. 
you know, if you decide to pick up that fifth year option, I don't know what it, would, what it would be for a quarterback at the end of the first round or in the middle of the first round. He was your third overall pick, but still, you know, you're paying like he's in his fourth year and you owe him 4.7 million. That's a pretty darn good uh, investment. It, you know, if he was, if he was the real deal by now, which we don't know yet, but if he was, if he had evolved to that, of course, if he had evolved to that by this point, he'd probably want a new contract. All you know, similar to Patrick Mahomes. So that's that's a good example. You, you bring these guys in in the second and third round, and they sit for a couple of years. Well, by the time they get in there, you know, you don't really know about them because they don't get to play because they're behind a, a really good quarterback. And, and and by the time they get a chance to play, they maybe they don't look so good. Is it because they don't have it, or because they don't have the experience? And then the clock's ticking, and you got to make these decisions. You know, like Mason Rudolph. By the time he becomes a, a free agent. <coughs> What is he going to command on the open market? You know, are, are teams going to be desperate and, and overpay for him? You know, uh, or are they going to get a bargain? And he turns out to be really, really good. You just don't know because you don't know about Mason Rudolph because he hasn't had, he hasn't even had the preseason to prove himself. He had the one preseason, I guess when he, I guess he had two preseasons. He didn't get, he didn't get the preseason last year, obviously, you know, but I mean, even if he did have the preseason to prove himself, it, it doesn't prove anything. I mean, Landry Jones, Landry Jones, excuse me, by the way, he, you know, like Mike Tomlin joked years ago, he had more preseason snaps than any quarterback in the history of the NFL, and it didn't seem to do him any good. Last time I, I saw him, he was trying to make it in the XFL, so, you know, before before it went under, so I don't know. Uh, Just Me asks, am I the only one who prefers a pocket quarterback? I don't know if it's necessarily that. I don't think it matters if you're a pocket quarterback or if you're, or if you're mobile. It's, are you effective? Are you effective? Is your team able to build around you and 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 – have and, and get the most out of you. That's, that's, that's the key. Like the, the, the Ravens were able to build their entire team around Lamar Jackson. It hasn't paid off yet in terms of, of championship success, but they're, they've been good. He's been an MVP. So, you know, uh, he still has a lot, some things to work on, but you know, he's, he's their, he's their man. And that's their team. And that their identity is through Lamar Jackson. Whereas uh, Justin Herbert, you know, he's more of a pocket passer and, you know, it's only been one year, but but he looks like he could be something really special as a pocket passer. Although I don't think it, there's ever going to be a true pocket passer anymore like Ben or, or or even somebody who's less mobile than that. Somebody just, you know, you, I think all these quarterbacks have to be somewhat athletic now. I mean, it's, it's just how it is. I mean, you know, people talk, people, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes can run. He's not a, he's not a, 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 a a, a runner necessarily, but he, but he can, he can do everything. He can, he can stand in the pocket. He can, he can uh, throw on the run. He can run when he has to. Uh, Russell Wilson has been doing that kind of stuff for, for a long, for a long time. So I think th those are going to be the, the, that's the kind of quarterback like Baker Mayfield's another one, very athletic, very, very mobile. That's just where the NFL is heading. And that's, that's, that's the future of the league. That's you look at all these quarterbacks. Now these, these quarterbacks coming out, they're all kind of like that. They're in that, they're in that mold. They can, they can run when they have to. Uh, they they can you know stand in the pocket. You know they they can throw on the run. I mean it's that's just just how the 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 quarter the position is now. Like the days of Blake Bortles, I think those are coming to an end. I don't think you're going to see uh, those kind of quarterbacks anymore. At least not for a long time. It's just there's just defenses are too fast, too good, too 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 strong. You're just not going to like like those days are are coming to an end. It's just. It's becoming more and more like college football now. You know, they're 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 adopting more uh, schemes that, that like you see in college. It's just more sophisticated, but but that's what you're seeing now. So, and 
it moves me it, it, it takes me to my last topic and that is about when when, it, when you're talking about the draft when you're talking about um drafting for need versus drafting the best player available value you know and i think when people when people say that when it like the other day jeff hartman he uh he put a poll out he included a pool in one of his articles and he listed like what position you think the Steelers should focus on. And I was like, you know, all like all the positions that are, that are perceived needs like offensive line, uh, inside linebacker, running back, etc. And somebody said, somebody wrote, how about none of the above and go for best player available. I think that's how they said it. And, you know, when people say that I, I, I got to laugh because, because uh, when they're saying that, what basically what they're saying is, is uh, you, you don't want to reach like you don't want to they don't want the Steelers to reach, but uh, other people when they say that they they take it they mean it literally like they 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 they're so um it, like this like the the, the, the the they're they're so intent on getting draft value that the thought of of, of a team passing uh, passing on a player who's graded higher to take a a player who's graded lower just because he feels it's just, it just, it, it turns their stomach. But I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you know, be more reasonable about that kind of a, a thought process. I mean, it's like, you can't take that literally. Like I, I saw a couple of mock drafts that had edge rushers uh, going to the Steelers, you know, which is, you can't, you, you, you take those with a grain of salt, but it just, it still made me laugh because, you know, I realize these, 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 uh, people that do these mock drafts, you know, we, which is everybody now they're probably, they probably get bored and they want to um, mix things up and, and everything. And it's like, even still, I mean, come on Steelers, you know, they, they need a center they need, you know, they, they, they may need tackles. They could need an inside linebacker. They certainly need a running back. They need a tight end. You know, did I miss somebody? Maybe even a cornerback. I mean, there's so many uh, areas that they can address and there's so, there are going to be so many of those players available when they when they draft at 24, and it's all going to be close. You know why would you draft an edge? You know, I mean, it, it just it just to me that's just because he, he offers you the best value. You know who cares? Like, I mean, you know, I, I might be on board with that if Alex Highsmith, you know, was such a raw talent last year that he couldn't even get in, in, in into any of the games and play, but he he he. Did a lot. He, he showed a lot last year in his rookie year. He made some key plays for them. He showed a lot of promise, a lot of potential. So the need to draft an edge, I mean, that, that shouldn't even be a consideration, in my opinion. You know, and same with uh, defensive line. I mean, I realize depth might be an issue, but you have three strong starters now that Alou Alou is back. So, you know, who cares? I mean, focus on those positions later. You know, you know I mean, I don't care – if it's the best edge player left on the board, if if it's if, if it's a close race between the best edge uh, or the best outside linebacker or the best defensive lineman, you know, two areas that the Steelers aren't really weak at, at least on you know, that's the perception anyway. If, if it's close between that and like the fourth best tackle, or even if Creed Humphrey is there, he's the best center, and a lot of people would say that's a reach if they would pick him there at 24, if, 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 if it's a close race, I'm going with the tackle or the center or the running back, you know, uh, you know, even if you, if you, if you are adamant that you cannot take Creed Humphrey at the center, that would be a major reach. Okay, fine. You eliminate center and you eliminate tight end because 
after uh, uh, Kyle Pitts, I, I don't think it's really another first round talent on the board other than the kid from Penn state. He might be a borderline first rounder, but he's more a second round kind of talent. So you eliminate those two, right? So uh, maybe you eliminate corner because you have, you have faith in, in, uh, in Sutton, Pierre and, and, and Lane. Okay. But that still leaves tackle. It still, it still leaves inside linebacker and it still leaves running back. And maybe, maybe Zavin Collins is gone. What still leaves tackle and running back. And there's, there's a lot of prospects from both of those groups, both of those positions with first round grades. So I'm not taking an edge. I'm taking one of the, I'm, I'm selecting a running back or an offensive tackle. That's what I'm going to do because those guys, those are areas of need. And, you know, let's be real. Uh, at least on paper, Lawrence Taylor is not going to be hanging around at 24. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, TJ Watt's a great example that you can find a Lawrence Taylor at 31 or 30 or whatever, wherever he was drafted. But on paper, he's not going to be there. The, 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 the gap between the best edge and, and the fourth best tackle or third best running back, is not going to be that great where you have to go, oh my gosh, we're really reaching here. No, you draft for a need. And, and, and basically, who's, who's to say what, what the best player available was anyway? I mean, all these, all these big boards are all over the place. These mock drafts are all over the place. These grades are, are all over the place. I mean, some people think uh, was Jalen Phillips could be a, a stud. Some people could, some people think he, he could be an absolute bust at the, you know, the, the 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 prospect from Miami. You know, so who's to say with the best player available? That's all a matter of opinion. It's all in the eye of the beholder. So, I think you go for need as long as it's reasonable. You know, if, if you want to argue Artie Burns, all right, I get that. Although he was a fringe first round prospect, I mean, Terrell Edmonds was you know, basically plucked out of the, out of thin air. So that, that's another one that people, I, I'll give you that, but he's been a, he's been a, he's turned himself into a pretty good starter. You know, like, like Dave Schofield said about a month ago when, when he was co-hosting with me on this show, he said, you know, I think it was him who said that it might've been Brian, but I think it was Dave who said, if he was a second or a third round pick, nobody would have any problem with Terrell Edmonds because he was picked in the first round and he was a reach, but you know, those two examples aside, if it's a reasonable, if it's a reasonable uh, pick, if it's a reasonable prospect, then it's it, I have no problem with it, no no problem whatsoever. You know, if you're the if you're the you know a Super Bowl champ or or a, a great team who who has who doesn't have any holes and you want to go out and, and and draft your starting safety for 2023, fine. But most teams aren't in that. They don't have that luxury. They, they usually have two or three needs that they have to address when they head into a draft, at least, if not more, as, as you can see with the Steelers. They have like a half a dozen. So, you know, other than those teams, everybody else is drafting for need. That's why the draft exists in the first place. So, so teams can improve uh, areas of, of their roster. That's why it exists. So those are my topics for tonight. And as always, I will... I will take some questions and, and highlight some comments. So let's see what you guys got here. Here's one from Creix. Follow up on the on the uh, uh, Kyle Trask uh, question, and he says Florida does not produce good quarterbacks. And uh, you could say that. I mean, um, who was the one that, tra- that started the one Super Bowl? He was he was only okay. Uh, obviously, Tebow was just a, just a, a media sensation. Um. You know, so yeah, you, you know, uh, Steve Spurrier. I think he won the Heisman. He never really did much in the pros. 
he was the uh, he couldn't even be the Buccaneers quarterback. I mean, they were a, a mess when they were an expansion team in '76, but he couldn't even make it there. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of um, not not many great uh, Florida quarterbacks. Not that that really matters because they were saying Patrick Mahomes was a systems quarterback at Oklahoma State, and obviously he's on his way to the Hall of Fame. So, what else we have here? Here's one from John Knox, and he says, I hate to bring up Brady, but he's a pocket passer and has done fairly well. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, but he's a dying breed. There aren't many, there aren't many Tom Brady's left out there. I mean, you have, when, when you're, when you're in the NFL, you, you, you can't just necessarily dictate the college teams, uh, produce these kind of quarterbacks or else. No, you know, the, the college, uh, let's, not, let's not forget big time college. Uh, programs they're, they're, they have pressure to win so they're gonna do whatever they can to win they're gonna they're gonna uh, use whatever schemes that they can and find the, the, the players that fit their you know whatever they whatever it takes to win they're gonna win and, and basically the NFL has to has to uh, tailor its game around what, what college is doing now that's just how it is so pocket passer you know Brady's doing great but name another another quarterback who is and, and who fits his mold you know I mean, uh, you know, once he's gone, then then who's going to be who's going to be able to do that? Who's going to be able to do be that kind of quarterback? And here's one from Eric Pereira. Uh, he, you know, and it's ne it never gets old. He says Jesse James caught that ball, and he did. But you know, like a lot of things, they they changed that rule like nine minutes too late. It, it, it's it's great for now, but it certainly certainly didn't help the Steelers back then. What else we have here? Just me says it's all on the line. I don't know if she means the offensive line or, or the stakes are all on. I don't know what you, but that's what she says. Let's see if I can find some questions up here. And uh, Bert Tavares asks any news on Randy Fichter? No. I mean, the only time I see his name pop up anymore, it's people uh, criticizing him. <laughs> Nobody, I haven't heard him um, landing anywhere, but who knows? Maybe, maybe he, maybe he'll pop up somewhere. Here's one from Port Nequimba, talking about how fans are more educated now. That's debatable, but certainly, there's certainly more, more fans uh, that are totally into the draft and and, and know what they're and, and know what they're talking about as far as where these players are ranked and 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 they they watch a lot of film and a lot of tape. And he says fans are so much more educated now. If they have another Artie Burns pick, the fan base will never forgive them. Well, if you mean on draft night, they might not, they might be upset. But if Artie, if they have another pick that's perceived to be like that, and he turns out to be a great player, then all is forgiven. So, you know, here's one from John Knox, and 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 this kind of he says sometimes it's not talent, sometimes it's maturity and the ability to cope as a grown up in a new city does a lot of these guys in, and that kind of you know. Goes along with my point about a lot of these organizations that are just train wrecks. Whenever these young quarterbacks they show up, and oh, you know, I, here's my head coach, here's my GM, and then within a year they're both gone, and their receivers have been traded off for you know draft picks, or or they've been let they, they've been uh, released, or or they've been you know allowed to leave as free agents so, just so they can uh, you know as salary dumps or whatever. So 
you know, there's, you know, that, 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 that kind of stuff doesn't help these quarterbacks, you know, but if you get one in a stable organization like Pittsburgh, then, you know, uh, I think they have a much better chance to succeed. And here's one from explore your world 2019. I'm thinking Frearsmurth or Collins at 24. I'm thinking lots of uh, offensive linemen and running backs you can get later. Tight end and inside linebacker are scarce, and we could put those two players on the field right away, major contributors. Well, I like both of those players, but I think Collins is more – I think he's more projected to go in the first round than than, than, the, than, than the Penn State tight end whose name I don't want to try to pronounce again, Frearsmurth. I guess I did try to pronounce it again. But uh, you know, if they can if they can get somebody like that in the second round, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, I you know, I think he, he's a he's a talent, but is he is he somebody you want to uh, pick in the first round? I don't know. Kyle Kyle Pitts. I mean, woo, there's somebody I, I've been watching a lot of, a lot of his uh, highlights. I mean, they're just highlights, and I've been reading a lot about him. There's somebody well, that'd be a dream come true if Pittsburgh could land a weapon like that. But I mean, he's he's going to be obviously gone by the, in the top five. There's somebody who maybe if quarterbacks weren't so valuable he might, might might be the best the first player taken off the board that's how good he is or that's how you know he good he's expected to be here's one from russ obenstein it's just a simple hello he says what's up tony and all in the chat we're doing fine russ how about you here's one from john trent and he says and this is the pop this this, this pick's growing in pop, popularity with a lot of Steeler fans and he says i think the pick is for me is uh, Javon Williams or Javante? I'm sorry, Javante Williams, a running back from North Carolina. Yeah, and his his tra- draft stock is rising. So, uh, a lot, I think a lot of, a lot of people would approve of that pick, Trent. He's uh, he, he's exciting a lot of a lot of uh, Steeler fans. And here's one from Troy B. He's he's from Barbados. Troy from Barbados, welcome. Wow, Barbados is a great place. I don't know if I'd be on the internet right now, but I'm sure I'm sure glad you're here to join us, Troy. And here's one from Russell Perales. And he says, what about the Texas A&M quarterback? I believe that's uh, Kellen Mond, right? A lot of people were excited about him. Uh, but, you know, he's he's projected to go, what, in the second, third, fourth round, something like that. That's another one of those guys like, like uh, <coughs> excuse me, Kyle Trask. You know, he'll probably, if, he, if they got him, he would sit. He'd probably be the number thir- three quarterback this year. And then, you know, if you decide to, to make a commitment to him as your starter, or at least have him compete for the job next year, perhaps with with uh, Mason Rudolph, who you would presumably retain at a, at a pretty cheap price, uh, you're, you've already lost one year with him on the bench. Yeah, he would be learning, quote unquote, learning the system, but still there's nothing like practice. And then he would have a couple of years to to show you what he what he, what he um can do and then you have to make a decision on him so like I, I like to get my quarterback in the first round ideally and then put him in from day one and like i like i've been saying let him see what he can do over over the course of of five years maybe you don't have to wait the five years maybe you find out after three years he's a total waste a train wreck he's he's absolutely has no um value whatsoever and you move on then but at least you give it a, a you know the old college try so to speak so that's that's the way i would do it but I will say this. I mean, I'm looking forward to 2021 with Ben, uh, but it's going to be one of the most fascinating things that, that develops with this organization after he does leave. How are they going to handle that situation with, with replacing him? Are they going to uh, take a quarterback in the first round? Are they going to be aggressive at that, at that time and, and, and 
part with a couple of future first round picks at least and move up to get the guy that they think can be that man. Are they going to go out and sign a veteran? Like, uh, like we saw, there's always people available now. I mean, um, Drew Locke might be available. There's another one that people were high on a couple years ago. Now he's, he might be um, replaced in favor of one of these new quarterbacks that are, that are coming up. That's what I mean. These, these teams, they don't give these guys a, 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 an honest chance in my opinion. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they handle that situation because it's, 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 it's something that they have, they really haven't had to worry about in almost two decades. You know, uh, uh, but like I said, I think, th- I think they're going to give it a much, they're going to place much more importance on finding the next franchise quarterback than they did after Bradshaw retired. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to really give it a, 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 a great effort and, and do everything they can surround him with everything that they can, that he needs, uh, from the coaching standpoint, from, a, from a, a, you know, a personnel standpoint. And, and, and they're going to, he's going to, he's going to have a chance to succeed here. Even if Colbert retires, whoever the next GM is, is going to probably be here for the long haul. That's just how the Steelers do it. So there's still, there's, there's always going to be stability and that's going to be a, a, a big feather in, in that unnamed quarterback's cap. And, 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 and I, I'm just, again, I'm just really fascinated to see how they handle it all. So here's one from Eric Pereira. Oh, I love this question because I know who I would pick. And he says, as if and it's not, it's not a popular opinion among a lot of people. He says, as of today, who would you pick at 24? I've been saying I would pick Creed Humphrey because I think he's head and shoulders. The, I don't want to say the best center, but he certainly seems like the safest center as far as injury history, uh, starting at Oklahoma, you know, team leader, uh, character, all that stuff. And, and, Maybe he maybe maybe it would be a bit of a reach. I don't know, but if he comes in and he starts for ten years, how can you say it's a reach, right? If he's your starting center for the next ten years, if he continues that tradition, and obviously there are no guarantees, that's who I would pick right now. If, if it was between Creed Humphrey, three or four of those offensive tackles, Zavin Collins, uh, one of those running backs, I would pick Creed Humphrey because I think you can get there. There are a lot of uh, tackles that are probably going to fall into the second round. You could probably get one of them. Uh, as far as inside linebacker, uh, I, I, I think they're better off at that position than they are at center currently. So if, if you have to pass on a call, and then there's some prospects that, in, in, that go in the second or third round that you can maybe find inside linebacker. Um, and, and as far as running back, I mean, you know, there's more and more people are starting to say some great things about, about Trace, Trace Sermon from Ohio State. So maybe you don't get Najee Harris or Etienne or, or Javante Williams, but maybe you can get somebody else in the second or third round who can be a, a, a really, really productive back for you for the next three or four or five years. You know, so I would pick Creed Humphrey right now. That's who I would take. I'm not saying he's the best player, but I'm saying as far as what they, what they need the most, I think it's a center. And I think, you know, he's the only one that you could can, can, can realistically take in the, in the first round without, without people blowing their stack and without, without it seem like a major reach. That's who I would go with. So, well, I feel like I, feel, I have a lot of energy tonight. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I've been, uh, I've been, I've been, I've been running a lot lately and sprinting. So I'm, if all this, uh, my, my, I, like my endorphins are high. I don't know. Anyway, 
on that uh, weird note, I'm going to call it a night. And I, I thank you all for joining me. And I thank you for the questions. And it was a uh, it was a fun show. And I, I can't wait to talk to you on Monday on the, on the Hangover with Brian. So uh, you all have a great weekend. And if it is the weekend, if you're listening on the audio, I hope it continues to be a great weekend. And uh, until I see you next time, go Steelers and, and you all take care. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.